USA Radio News with Wendy King. Protesters demonstrated outside the Supreme Court while the justices heard arguments on the Trump administration's plan to add a citizenship question to the 2020 census. Alan Brooks LaSure with the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights. We will not let the 2020 census include this question that is untested, unnecessary, untimely, unethical, and unwise. The Trump administration is pushing back against Capitol Hill lawmakers calling for the release of the president's tax returns. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin saying not yet on the returns in a statement. The committee's request has not been denied or granted at this time. The department expects to take final action on the committee's request by May 6th after receiving the Justice Department's legal conclusion. This is USA Radio News. Today, business happens here, here, and virtually anywhere. Because today, innovative companies are reinventing the way business happens. And they need people who can keep up. With the expertise and technology to get packages to over 150 million delivery points. So, who can help you deliver the future of commerce? The United States Postal Service. See why we deliver more e-commerce packages to homes than anyone at usps.com future. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Won't you stop your crying? I know that you're trying. Everything's gonna be okay. Alexa. Play Marin Morris. Okay. Get unlimited access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. A 19th Democrat announces a run for the White House, and it's still not Joe Biden. USA's Chris Barnes has details. Massachusetts Congressman Seth Moulton makes an announcement on Monday morning in a video posted online. I'm running because we have to beat Donald Trump. And I want us to beat Donald Trump because I love this country. Moulton is a 40-year-old Marine combat veteran who was awarded a Bronze Star for his service in Iraq. He's in his third term representing a district north of Boston. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. The House Oversight Committee may sanction a former White House advisor. Chairman Elijah Cummings is threatening to hold Carl Klein in contempt of Congress for defying a subpoena by failing to appear for his deposition. He's accused of helping to cover up wrongdoing in the White House security clearance process. The committee will schedule a vote on the contempt charge. He could spend a year in jail and be fined up to $100,000. You're listening to USA Radio News. Get your grub on at the South Point's all-new Garden Buffet. We're redefining the buffet of days past from top to bottom. We've renovated the room, the kitchen, and the food to give you an all-new buffet experience. The Garden Buffet offers themed dining nights like seafood night and prime rib and shrimp dinner nights. With special pricing for club members and half-price dining for children, you can't go wrong with the all-new Garden Buffet. Visit southpointcasino.com for pricing and hours. The Garden Buffet at the South Point, where you're always a winner. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. 
STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. At Nothing But Cakes, lingering is encouraged. When you step into Nothing But Cakes, the aroma of freshly baked bun will immediately lift your spirits. Choose from 10 luscious bun flavors and 40 unique cake designs. Then browse the treasure trove of -of one-of-a-kind gifts, charming cards, and inspired decorator items. The nostalgic decor, playful atmosphere, and friendly staff at Nothing But Cakes make the perfect backdrop to your quest for bun perfection. Find the four valley-wide locations to serve you at nothingbuntcakes.com. Are you looking for the easiest way to stay connected with KSHP and the Radio Shopping Show? Then sign up for the KSHP VIP Text Club. Simply text the letters KSHP to the number 86677, and you'll be the first to find out about big sales, hourly specials, and promotions running at KSHP. Once again, text KSHP to 86677 and never miss out on any of our amazing deals and sales at the Radio Shopping Show. KSHP VIP Text Club, keeping you connected to your favorite radio station. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Give me the green light. Cause I'm ready to go. Get ready to kick it up a notch. If you live and breathe sports, then this is the place to get your hot takes. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub. Vegas Sports Hub. With your host, Ian Rakelli, on KSHP AM 1400. Or stream the show live at KSHP.com. Now, turn up the volume and get ready for Vegas Sports Hub with Ian Rakelli. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ian Rakelli, and welcome to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM. I got my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer. What's up? And I have my guest at this time from KSHP, Mark Hayes. Welcome to the show. A little overtime. A little overtime for me. Yeah, a little, a little, just a little, a little bit overtime. overtime. Now, tonight is a very special show as we're going to have a one-hour special on the NFL Draft that is this upcoming Thursday. Now, Mark Hayes, to start out with the NFL Draft, I wanted to ask you, who are certain teams that cannot afford to have a bad draft class this Uh, year? Well, number one is the Los Angeles or Vegas, L.A., Oakland, whatever you want to call them. John Gruden, the Raiders. Mike Mayock came out of... uh, he was a scout, and now he's a general manager. They uh, they let go of their whole scouting department, told him to go home. They got rid of Khalil Mack. They got rid of Amari Cooper. They got rid of probably half their team. They're starting over fresh for their trip to Vegas. I don't think they can afford, with three first-round picks, to have a draft bus. Three first-round picks is never heard of. And so I think the Raiders and then the second one I would really lean towards is the Dallas Cowboys. They're another team that needs to get some draft picks, get some young guys to come in there. They didn't do a lot in uh, free agency. The Dallas Cowboys didn't. So we'll see what they do in the draft. And that's another, those two teams come to mind first. I would say the Raiders and uh, our Las Vegas Raiders now and um, the Dallas Cowboys. I think Jason, Jason Garrett has to – have a more than one playoff win to keep his job this season. And uh, Jerry Jones can only uh, have his back for so long. And so the Dallas Cowboys and Oakland Raiders are the two teams that come to mind that have to 
they really have to come out of this draft with some players. I agree with you on the Raiders. Three first-round picks, they cannot afford to have a bad draft. The Cowboys do not have a first-round pick because they traded it with Amari Cooper, but they do need young talent. When signing a veteran and Josh Whitten was your high-marquee free agent signing, that is a problem. The two that I have for this free agency, or not free agency, for the NFL draft, are both because of free agency. I have the New York Jets, first off. They have the number three overall pick, and they need to either trade down and get more draft picks and stockpile those picks into good talent, or they need to take the best defensive player they can find. Quentin Williams from Alabama, Josh Allen from Kentucky, both good talents. They can't complain there. With all of the money they spent in free agency, having a bad draft class would be horrible for what the Jets are trying to accomplish. Yeah. Well, I I don't disagree with you. I think, um, honestly, I think all 32 teams have to come out of the way with with some good quality players. Um, The way the the draft works, after the first seven, eight picks, it's kind of a crapshoot, the best available. So if you bomb on those first seven to ten picks – it's kind of going to cost you, and I was talking earlier, we was discussing a little bit about um, the draft and everything. Every year it's been the same 10 teams. If you look at the draft of previous years, this top 10, not in any order, have been the same teams. And that's the reason for that, because of the drafting, and you can't blame the players, one. You can't blame uh, the owners, Two, right, because they put the hands of the general managers, right. uh, guys in charge of player personnel, head coaches. So that's why so many head coaches lose jobs because of the way they draft. And so, again, if you're in the top ten year after year, you have to figure out a, what's working and what's not. Right, and you need so, to figure out a way to resolve that problem. Yeah, and, I mean, it's a, it's a big problem. I mean, it's if I see – the same team year after year after year no order but in the top 10 it makes you start questioning who's making those draft decisions and so the second team that i had on my list i agree with you on that i mean if there's teams that are consistently in the top 10 that is a huge problem when it comes to the gm the scouts my second team I have is a team that my co-host Ethan Gettemeyer is going to get upset with me about. I swear, a team, a team that won a Super Bowl in this decade and has been in the top ten the last two consecutive years. I have the Denver Broncos. Yeah. They cannot afford to waste that number ten pick. Ethan, do you agree with me on that? Oh, I completely agree. But you know, uh, uh, there's just so many players that the Broncos can draft that would you know, help them build a stellar team that I I completely agree. If they waste this pick, then they're not going to be in the playoffs for the next maybe five, six years. Now, <clears throat> see, with the Broncos, I mean, the quarterback and linebackers, two positions they definitely need there. So I agree with you on that. Uh, I don't know if – I'll agree with you about a linebacker. I don't know if I, – I want them to draft a quarterback in this draft, and I have them taking Drew Locke. And we'll t- we'll discuss that a little more, um, but I don't know if they should take a a quarterback in the first round. Maybe stick to an offensive lineman, or maybe just a lineman in general, and then maybe take like a quarterback in like the later rounds. So maybe like the third or fourth round. 
There is the insight from the Denver Broncos fan <laughs> on this show. A ne- next thing for uh, Mark Hayes, my guest here at this time. Who are certain teams that benefit most from where they are in the draft order? Because you were talking about the top ten, and there's certain teams who have been there. But yeah. Let's not forget that there are one or two teams this year who are new to the top ten when it comes to recent years. Yeah. Well, some of, a lot of the team, there are some familiar uh, teams that are back in the top ten. <laughs> that was probably wasn't there last year, but they're right. back in the top ten. And you can see it if you go team by team the top 32 teams and you look at the top 10 they have all had first high round picks if you look back to just last year they had sam darnold a couple of years before that they took williams out of usc so those teams are consistently consistent right they stay in the top 10 whether they're nine whether they're eight even if in the top 15 if you're continue consistently in the top 15 there are a lot of things that you need over just one specific area right i mean I don't think the quarterback situation, there is not one franchise quarterback in this draft. It's not one franchise quarterback that I can say, you draft him, he's going to lead you to the playoffs and the Super Bowl in five years. Um, With that being said, these coaches and player personnel colleges, that's the only thing they have to go off of is what these kids did in college. And so you take a college kid and you put him into an environment where he's playing with guys that are 30, 35 years old, been in the league 10 years, and here you walk in first year and you get a big contract, that doesn't sit well with guys in the in the National Football League locker. And you can see a lot of these teams, there's more than just winning and losing. When you're 2-12, and 2-14, and 14, you got to dig a little bit deeper and see why the coaches, the players aren't on the same page. So there are a couple of teams uh, – that I think really player-wise are going, is going to benefit from this draft. So it's it's a crapshoot. I think that first pick is going to really tell the whole draft what happens with that first pick in the Arizona Cardinals and what they do. So um, I'm not a huge Kyler Murray fan. I mean, just because the simple fact he's not ready to be the first pick as far as a player. I don't think he's a franchise guy. So – um, I would. I mean, I would trade out of that pick, my personal opinion, and trade down and get a couple of draft picks in the first round, and and you know see what you can get later rounds because they're good players. Qual- <laughs> the best players have shown and proven that they are in the later rounds, the fourth, fifth, sixth, maybe even free agents get better players. So, um, you were you were speaking about franchise quarterbacks and. There is none in this draft. No. Kyler Murray is not a franchise QB. No. It's not like in the, in the past when you had Aaron Rodgers, a Robert Griffin, you you know, a Matthew Stafford. The last couple of years, they've had that one franchise QB. But it proposes the question. Most people say that there's going to be at least four quarterbacks taken in the first round. Is that really a notion that you believe, that four quarterbacks are going to be taken this year? Because yeah. I don't see how four quarterbacks – I mean, it might be through all 32, but I don't think it's going to happen right away. Well, again, it's – a lot of what happens is going to depend on the Arizona Cardinals and what they do. If they decide to take a trade for jo- – again, you're going to – they're giving up their number 10 pick last year, and they're willing to put – this is – and let me just – it's going to lead to my point. 
you took the number 10 pick, Josh Rosen, top 10, one season. You didn't give him really a lot to work with. You fired the coach after one season. Now he's already on the chopping blocks because of a kid that's coming out of college that they quote-unquote think can be like Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield went to uh, the right system. Um, Kyler Murray, again, good kid. I think he's you know, a good, great athlete. But as far as a franchise quarterback, the Arizona Cardinals, they'll be in the top 10 again if they take Kyler Murray. Speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, there has been a lot of speculation lately that they are trading out of the number one pick. Uh, you have given agree. me your thoughts on about that. A hundred percent agree. Trade and no particular team. And I say this team in particular because they've been, probably one of the most active teams in the offseason and during the season last year, the Oakland Raiders um, slash Vegas Raiders. My scenario, I'm the GM. All right. I trade with, I give, I pick up the phone. I call Gruden. I say, Hey, look, you got two picks in the three picks in the first round. Let's swap. I'll take four. I'll give you one and let me have one or two of those first round picks in the end. Gruden do that. He moves up to the first pick. This is my scenario as a GM. And take Kyler Murray. He can be play behind Derek Carr for a couple of years because that's their franchise quarterback. The Arizona Cardinals move down to four. They got a second pick in the first round. You go get your, 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 your defensive lineman. Go get you a receiver. Or go get you a, a defensive line at the top in the Williams. Go get that Williams kid. Let him on defense. And then late in that 24 to 27 range, you still have a quarterback sitting there, right? And you can have a quarterback that can actually come in and have time to learn. So if I'm the GM and I put on my GM hat, I I take the Raiders because Arizona is the number one pick. So they're going to want a little more. Only team that can really give them more is the Oakland Raiders because they have a couple of picks in the first round. So I'm going to give up the first pick. I'm going to take the Raiders, a phone call. I'm going to pick up John. I'm going to call Gruden and say, hey, look, let's make a deal. I'm going to give you my first pick for your 24th pick and your fourth pick. Let's make a deal. Well, the Raiders are a very interesting scenario with all of this, but there is one team that no one has been talking about that I think could be a possibility. I say the New York Giants. Yeah. They have two first-round picks this year, and they have two first-round picks next year. Mm-hmm. If I was the Arizona Cardinals, the Raiders are a very intriguing team. But the Giants are at six. They're not that far away. No, of course not. They, they're also one of the teams that need a quarterback desperately. I don't think the Cardinals desperately need a quarterback. No, they have Rose, and it's only been one year. I don't, that's what I'm saying. That's not desperate. Uh, Eli Manning, it's time to get a, somebody in that can possibly replace him midway, somewhere during the season of this year. I don't think he has a full season left. And he, the Giants can move up to, to one and swap picks. Um, and I think based on history, even if the if it's two picks below, it's not a big difference. Only difference in those two is fourth pick, get more money than the sixth round, the sixth pick. The Giants could move up. They need a quarterback desperately, but they'll get a quarterback at six if they really want one. Right. It's not going to be six quarterbacks taken in the first four, uh, six picks. No. <laughs> so no. it'll be, it'll be, it'll be three quarterbacks or four quarterbacks sitting. You got Haskins still sitting there. Daniel Jones, who they're intrigued with right now from Duke. 
He was in the same system as uh, Eli Manning, uh, Cutcliffe. He was their coach. So Daniel Jones is a good fit because of the whole relationship that he has with the head coach at Duke. But again, the best available quarterback right now to me that's quarter NFL ready just because of coming out of the uh, Ohio State is Dwayne Haskins. I take him at six. If you're gonna, if you if you're gonna, if you're naturally looking at a pocket passer who's more mobile and more athletic than Eli, he knows the system. He came out of a Urban Meyer system. Dwayne Haskins to me has been getting kind of pushed aside to Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, you heard Drew Locke. So the Giants might stay at six and take Dwayne Haskins with that pick. It's a very good possibility that they do stay at six. Yeah, I would. I mean, if you're not going to stay at six, you go to one. You don't go to two or three. You go to one. No, you go to one because (laughs) even though the Jets do want to trade down that third overall pick, I don't really see any teams that are going to trade up at three to get a quarterback. No. It's going to be one or nothing. There's no, again, it, there's no team. They're, they're a little off their rocker sometimes, but there are a handful of teams in that top 10 that if you're taking a quarterback in the top 10, this is another scenario. If you're taking a quarterback in the top 10, you are expecting him to be ready to play year two, if not year one, right? Right. There's they, not a quarterback they, in this draft that's ready to walk into an NFL locker room and say, I'm the captain, I'm the leader of this team, I'm going to lead you guys to the playoffs. It's not one quarterback in that draft that can no. come in and say that. So if you're taking a quarterback in the top ten, you're actually asking him to play in year one, or are you expecting him to be ready 100% to take over in year two for that high of a draft pick? Right, midway through year one, definitely year two. Yeah, you're yeah. not drafting nobody in the top ten. If not, you're not you're not drafting him and paying him five, six, maybe fifteen million dollars signing bonus to sit for a couple more than a year. You're just right. you're from the owner standpoint, they're not going to let that happen, right? They're going to put him in the fire and let him. They they got to play. Right. This isn't 2012 where Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin the third played immediately week one. Yeah, it's not a quarterback in that caliber right now. It's not even one. The closest to that class and the caliber of quarterbacks that's came out in the past right now is probably Dwayne Haskins. The reason I say that is because he came out of uh, Day, who's the offensive coordinator, Urban Myers, um, Missouri, Andrew, I mean, Locke out of Missouri, Daniel Jones out of Duke, Kyler Murray out of Oklahoma one season. Um, and you got a couple other quarterbacks that you can kind of sprinkle in towards the end of the first round. But the Giants, if they move out of that sixth pick, it's going to be a tragedy if they move out of that sixth pick and not take a quarterback. We are here on Vegas Sports Hub talking with Mark Hayes about the NFL draft. Now, we're going to get into our hockey update. We're going to be doing this throughout the hour. My co-host, Ethan Gettermeyer, what is the score right now? Uh, so for the Bruins and Maple Leafs game, the Bruins won 5-1, to one, and about 11 minutes left in the first, the Sharks and Golden Knights are tied at zero. Mm. And there's a lot of people in this town that are watching the Golden Knights right now, but while you're watching the Golden Knights, listen in to KSHP 1400 and Vegas Sports Hub and support, the, uh, support your local radio stations. Now, one final question before I let Mark Hayes go. When it comes to the NFL draft... How many people do you think watch 
all three days because we know a lot of people watch day one that's the first round but then they start to dwindle off towards day two and day three well i mean as a loyal football fan former football player um i think most analysts most sports writers most beat writers most commentators if you're connected to a station you're job is to watch all seven rounds if you're a fan you watch the first two or three but you check back and look at the ticker and see where your the players went right um and then you have the other tier of people that wait till it's over and then go back and pull up the 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 record and and see see who their favorite team got right whoever i mean you may have a favorite okay i didn't watch all seven rounds but i'm gonna go look because i'm a i'm a bronco fan i'm gonna go look and see who the broncos picked at this and you might not even know nobody on their team I've done that like four years in a row. yeah so when you get to the you know you want to see the first three picks and then after that it's kind of like all right who's who of who and so i think the later rounds which are the actual rounds where you got a lot of players that actually stay and make the team, but you can't name nobody from the third round down to the seventh that you even knew who they were or what college they went to. So, but it's intriguing because those are the ones, if you look at the history of uh, the draft, a lot of those guys that were drafted in the third, fourth, fifth round, they actually end up being on the roster the longest. So, um, I, I think, like I said, for me, myself, I, I watched the first couple of rounds, the first two rounds in particular. And then when you get to the third and seventh round, I start looking at schools where I got friends, I got kids, I got seeing if they got drafted yet. So it becomes it becomes kind of more of a, OK, I got a buddy whose son plays at SC. Let me see where he went. Right. Let me I got a, a buddy who plays at UNLV, Iowa State. Let me see where their kid went, right? right? So now you start just looking and kind of you're picking out your favorite teams, picking out your your players that you may know. So um, I would say about 30% of the f- people watch all seven rounds, you know, whether they bet on it, whether they got a, a seven round. Some people take a mock draft a whole round and then they watch it just to see what they're, you know, if they were right. So um, I would say about 30% probably watch. And out of that 30 you probably got 25% that are actually watching it because they have to. <laughs> Everybody right, you got else. the beat writers, you know. Yeah, the sports yeah. analysts, the, the the people that have got to actually be there taking notes and, and writing down because and, you got a lot of, you know, they got to write stories and articles. And, you know, in that case, you can't miss a, you know, uh, it's going to be a story in the sixth round, right? If somebody's going to get drafted that – Nobody thought it was get drafted. You got Mr. Irrelevant, so you got to watch. Right. And every you know. year, everyone speculates who's the next Tom Brady. Yeah, who's yeah. who's the you know who's the next Brad, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers? So it's intriguing. But I think after the third round, a lot of people lose interest. Yeah, my co-host Ethan Gettemeyer, what is your thoughts? Because you said for the last four years, you have basically not watched. You just read the reports. Okay, right? so the only reason I haven't watched is because I don't know what channels they're on. I can uh, I can watch round one, but after round one I can't watch anything else. They are on chan. They're on the NFL Network. So. See, I don't get the NFL Network. So NFL Network, yeah. yeah. I won't be able to watch it all. I can watch round one, but uh, I'll be looking 
online. Yeah. Maybe the later the rounds, draft. I think some of them are on ESPN. I think they'll yeah. kind of switch and over. I think rounds two and three are on ESPN and yeah. ESPN two, but yeah. other than that. Yeah, so Ethan, we have a hockey update. Can you tell the people about it? Uh, at 10-10 in the first, William Carlson scores his second of the of the uh, postseason to make it one nothing for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh-oh. Golden Knights. Who is our... Um... Just had to give a round of applause there for the Vegas <laughs> Golden Knights. Oh, okay. There we go. Who, who is... Um... Who was the Golden Knights? Um, who's up next if they win tonight? Uh, they would face the Colorado, Colorado Avalanche, Avalanche in the Avalanche. second round. They won huh, in the yep. second round. Okay, so on the other side. So what is our uh, hockey update? What is our what is our record versus the uh, Colorado Avalanche? Did I'm going to have them? Ethan take care of that. Did we play them? Uh, yeah, give us we've, a – We've played them. I, I think we've – Last a, time we played them, we beat them. I know – uh, do Vegas me, have do do does Vegas and Colorado play? Are they in the same uh, division? Are no. They? Well, they're in the Western Conference, Western. but the Avalanche are in the Central Division. Oh, whereas the Golden Knights are in the Pacific Division. Okay, we didn't play them last year though. Huh? Yeah, we did. We did in the second round. No, we no, didn't play second them in the playoffs. Round, we, no, in the playoffs. Not in the playoffs. No, the playoffs. We, we played play them, them in the regular season because th- that was our first uh, whiteout game, and we lost. No, we beat them seven nothing. Yeah. That is correct. Now. That is definitely great news for Vegas Golden Knights fans. Want to give a shout out to Marques for being my guest tonight on yeah, it's always Vegas a pri- Sports Hub. Privilege. I can talk football all day. I, I can talk. And but I, I do want another thing. I want to throw out there before I uh, head out. Um, there's a couple of players, and you know, just to to uh, keep your eye on um, a guy that was really a standout that I'm surprised because of the knee injury he tore his ACL but Bryce Love from Stanford is one that I think could really surprise a lot of teams that's going to pass on him um, another guy that's a, a running back to guys just kind of keep your eyes open for David Montgomery out of Iowa State had an opportunity to, to uh, see and speak with him over the weekend and um, Nikhil Heron, Heron from uh, Arizona State that's another guy to keep your eyes on that he's he's a, he's another one that that's getting a lot of interest right here close by out of Arizona State. So, a couple of three three guys that I think that'll uh, be a surprise if they get drafted, and you know I think they'll 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 actually do well. Well, those players I'm definitely going to watch out for, and everyone uh, stay tuned for the NFL draft this Thursday night. Thank you, Marquez. Yes, sir. And uh, when we come back after the break, we're going to have two birds and a third football. Come on the show and continue our NFL draft special here on Vegas Sports Hub. In 1974, a tiny little kitchen started selling omelets to locals and tourists in historic downtown Truckee, California. At 10 feet, 3 inches wide, and only 39 seats, guests would have to squeeze in to eat their breakfast. From little beginnings to the big time in Las Vegas, Squeeze In has been featured on Food Network and Forbes for their great food served by genuinely happy people in a super fun environment. Squeeze In has two locations in Las Vegas. Go to their website at squeezein.com for more information. As a three-time international award-winning restaurant, Joe's New York Pizza uses only the freshest and best available ingredients. From giant slices of hand-tossed pie to calzone, strombolis, fingers, and wings, Joe's serves all your favorites. Stop in for a slice at one of their two Las Vegas locations at Paradise and Harmon or South Las Vegas Boulevard, or you can check out their menu at joesnewyorkpizzalv.com.
The National Atomic Testing Museum is a national science, history, and educational institution that tells the story of America's nuclear weapons testing program at the Nevada test site. Located at 755 East Flamingo Road, just east of Paradise, the museum offers immersive, interactive experts for guests of all ages. The museum is Smithsonian certified and open seven days a week. For more information, visit nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. That's nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. When you bring your vehicle to Star Auto Care for Maintenance, you'll have a team of professionals at your service. Every one of our technicians has been factory trained and master status certified to ensure that you receive the highest quality and most effective service. Star Auto Care is located at 3540 East Tropicana Avenue, just east of Pecos. Star Auto Care is confident in their prices and will match any mechanic located within 20 miles. Bring your vehicle in today and let Star Auto Care give you the peace of mind you deserve when you service your car. Visit them online at starautocare.us. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. On May 15, 1946, a young Tommy Kolax introduced Los Angeles to a hamburger with gusto. Over 70 years later, Tommy's hamburgers are world famous for their chili and chili burgers. Tommy's also features chili cheese dogs, breakfast burritos, chili tamales, thick milkshakes, and chili cheese fries. Dine in or carry out at Tommy's three Las Vegas locations, Craig in the 95, Boulder Highway just north of Harmon, and St. Rose just west of Eastern. Find the shack and you'll be back at Tommy's Hamburgers. The Sports Hub presents This Day in Sports History. 1989 NFL Draft. The Dallas Cowboys selected quarterback Troy Aikman with the first overall pick. In 1989, Texas Rangers pitcher Nolan Ryan blew a no-hitter in the ninth inning. In 1962, the New York Mets won their first game ever after going 0-9 to start the season as they beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 9-1. In 1958, Dodgers' Gail Hodges hit his 300th career home run, and Pee Wee Reese played in his 2000th career game. And in 1939, Boston Red Sox legend Ted Williams hit his first career home run. This has been Sports Hub's This Day in Sports History. Hello, hello. I have my guests on at this Hi. time. Uh, uh, can you hear me? One, two, three. Are you guys able to hear in. Ian? It, it's coming in fuzzy. Like I, yeah, I can't really hear him. Huh. That is a very interesting dilemma. I'm going to try to get that fixed. Um, all right. Um, I'm trying to get that fixed now. It's like it, I can hear like the static. That's all I can hear. 
We're going to try something, see if this is better. All right. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. You. Okay. You can hear me loud and clear. Okay. So, uh, so thank you for coming on the show uh, today. I uh, appreciate this for the NFL draft. You're welcome. All right. So uh, the first question I wanted to ask you guys about the NFL draft is, which college do you think will have the most first-round picks in this draft? Because there are certain colleges that are going to have a couple first-round picks. Um, let's, Ricky, do you want to start off with this one? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, thank you for having us on. Uh, so the college, interesting enough, I have a tie. I think it's going to be Oklahoma and Alabama tied for the most um, – college athletes selected by both those schools. I don't have a real – like, this is one of those drafts where it's not like, oh, you can look at, oh, an, uh, an Ohio State and Alabama, et cetera. I think that this is a year where you're probably going to see two, if not three, schools tie for the most selections of a player in this draft. Dustin, uh, DJ, what about you guys? Um, I have Alabama as well, and I think I'm going to – birds a little bit differently than Ricky went and I'm actually going to go with Clemson I think especially with Clemson's run the last couple of years I think that that team is getting players ready for the NFL draft and I think that the NFL teams are going to see that so I see Clemson pulling up as well uh, with the most picks from a, te- from a college team in this draft yeah you know Josh kind of stole my two teams as well uh, I'm a homer I'm a Ohio State guy but you know I don't see that many coming out uh, this year, but I, I think that defensive line from Clemson, man, that is just stacked, ready to go, NFL talent that's ready to go out the gate. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Josh, Alabama, and Clemson as well for me. And I'm going to have to go with Alabama as well. Alabama seems to be one of those schools that that develops a lot of defensive linemen and offensive linemen talent. And when it comes to the first round, defensive linemen and offensive linemen those are probably the two most common positions that are picked uh, in the first round. So I, I would definitely go with Alabama there. It's a very strong possibility. I mean, Alabama has a lot of good talent that could be drafted in the first round. Josh Jacobs, Jonah Williams, Quentin Williams, just a couple of names off the top of my head there. Now, speaking, because someone did mention Oklahoma their quarterback, Kyler Murray, is projected to be the number one overall pick, which proposes the question in my mind, will there be a team that trades up to the number one overall pick and select the Alabama quarterback, or Oklahoma quarterback? Um, I guess I'll go first on this one. I think that it would not be smart to do that, but I think that if there was one team who did decide to do that, I think it would be the Giants. I think at this point, they have decided for whatever reason, uh, Haskins is not going to be their pick at quarterback. They're not interested in him anymore. I think something came out of him doing like a reverse Eli Manning where he was like, I don't want to play for the Giants. I think uh, someone in the media, uh, the New York media, did like a call to Haskins or Haskins' dad and they hung up on them. So I, I I think that if there's one team that's going to do it, I think it's the Giants. Uh, what do you think, DJ? Well, I've been thinking about this for a little bit now. I'm trying to think of a team that's kind of in need of a quarterback at this moment. 
I'm going to go with Miami. I think Miami's a little bit of a dark horse right now. Might have the opportunity to go up a little bit further in the draft, maybe take, I don't know, maybe the Buffalo Bears pick possibly, depending on where he's going to drop, where he's going to fall, that or the Raiders. But I think Miami might make the best shot to try to get Kyler. And, uh, Hank, I'm going to jump in here too. Um, I think that no team is going to move up. The only team that really needs a quarterback is, like you said, the Giants. But Gettleman seems ready to ruin that franchise by not picking a quarterback in the first round um, and sticking with Elax. So I'm going to go with no right now. I think all the other teams don't have – the teams that are quarterback needy either don't have the capital or the only other team, like DJ said, the Raiders. I don't see them using their first-round picks to, or trading them away to move up and take Kylo Murray at number one. I think they're set with Derek Carr. You never know with Gruden, but the thing is, with Mike Mayock there, I don't think that the Raiders would take that risk in moving up to the number one spot to take Murray. And Ricky, what about you? <clears throat> and, um, all right, so when it comes to the first overall pick, I mean, Kyler Murray has kind of been the consensus the last couple of weeks. I don't think a team will trade up for Kyler Murray. What I think is going to happen is that the Cardinals are not going to take Kyler Murray. I think they're going to take the best defensive uh, the f- best defensive player in this draft and just be happy with, with that. Because with majority of the rumors and speculation going on, a lot of people believe that the Cardinals have been wanting a defensive player this entire time. They just wanted to see what people would want for a quarterback. You know, just as a plan A, plan B. Kind of situation. I, I just real quick, Ian. I kind of wanted to, to touch. I know I know that's kind of the talk right now, but I have to bring up the fact that they tried to prior. I think earlier in March, put um, Rosen on the training block, and I know that kind of fizzled and it didn't really happen because I think they figured out. Oh my goodness, we're showing our hand here. I I, I think this is still a big smoke screen, especially with the new uh, you know head coach coming in who's obviously tied to you know and that's that's and that's what i'm thinking that might happen here a big smoke screen to just to try to um have people forget about what they tried to do earlier in march that's just my pick yeah i mean when you look at the whole situation i think that you'd be stupid to trade up or i don't like any of the quarterbacks in this draft um not to say that they're not talented it's just i feel like there's not a, like it's not like one of those years where you can be like oh there's definitely a guy that you can go and get the number one pick, like a baker mayfield uh, Sam Darnold or whatever it may be. I think in this draft, Tyler Murray's value is being inflated way too much, and it's just because of uh, Cliff Kingsbury. No disrespect to Kyler Murray. I think that if he's put in the right situation, he'll be fine. But if the, if the Cardinals take him, they don't have a sufficient supporting cast to help him out. Yeah, they got the David Johnson, they got Patrick Peterson, you know, they got some talent there. But, you know, it, no team. The only team I can see doing it is the Raiders because of their capital. No other team, I think, is going to trade up for Kyler Murray. The only other team that would probably do that, as we mentioned, are the Giants and the Raiders because of the draft capital. And I don't think you need to do that and put your uh, franchise in jeopardy at that point. So, back to you, Ian. <laughs> All right. Well, when I well see draft capital is very important, obviously, and I actually mentioned earlier in the show with our guest Mark Hayes 
that the New York Giants are the only other team that has draft capital other than the Raiders. So if it's not the Raiders and it's not the Giants, it's going to take a miracle for any other team to get that number one overall pick and get Kyler Murray. Now, when I look at the NFL draft, do you believe that four quarterbacks are going to be taken in the first round? Because I don't see it. What is it? It's Locke, Haskins, Jones, and Murray. Uh, Murray and and who else? Daniel Jones from Duke. Daniel Jones. That's right. Um, yeah, it's 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 possible. I, I I think that it's very possible that you might have four. I mean, in the last draft you had five quarterbacks, barely because Lamar Jackson was the thirty second pick. I think it's possible. I think you could see three or four. What about you guys? I think that you will. I think you will. Honestly, I think that uh, the fact of the matter is is that um, the quarterback market in terms of the draft is always high. I think that you will have, like, for example, uh, Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, Drew Locke, uh, Jones. uh, I mean, you have a ton of quarterbacks that have their stock uh, inflated because of the need for franchise quarterbacks. I think that you will. I think that um, I think Murray will go number one. Unfortunately, as much I hope that the Cardinals don't do that. I think Kyler Murray will go in the first round. I think uh, Dwayne Haskins. I think it's going to be Drew Locke. I think that um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jones. Uh, I forget his first name. <laughs> but um, I think he'll go, and then I think you might have someone trade up for someone at the end of the first. Um, it's not too implausible to think of. So. Um, I could I could see I could see a couple of things happening here. Uh, you have some teams that are in the need of quarterbacks for the future. Teams like Denver, teams like the Jaguars, teams like the Redskins, who kind of got these stopgap guys for right now. But you could see them maybe take a chance in the first round. It all depends on how this plays out. I know that there's so much defensive talent at defensive line as well as defensive backfield. There's a lot of strong safety as well. A lot of teams need offensive linemen. So I could see maybe the top four guys going. Um, I don't think we're going to see five like last year, but I think that we'll see definitely three, maybe four. But I'm leaning more towards the three side, under three and a half. And and just real quick before we move on, I I have to go based on past drafts. Everybody always says all these quarterbacks aren't what, you know, I know we had a lot last year, but the thing is, Especially with Kyler Murray coming from a same way that Baker Mayfield did, and being that he, I know he's a small quarterback and maybe not you know the like the prototypical quarterback coming out, but you know what is nowadays a shorter quarterback typically has a better touch pass and can get it over defenders because they have a lower launch point. And so I just want people to just to know that a lot of this oh we're not taking a quarterback first round stuff. The teams that need a quarterback will make moves to do so, and I think we're still going to see that. All right, and now here's just an interesting concept that I wanted to run by you guys because I have checked out your Facebook page and all the content that you guys do put out. Now, when I look at all of the active players in the NFL, if there was a fantasy draft of somewhat, of somewhat, who would be your top five picks in that draft? All active players on the board. 
let's go with uh, DJ first this time. Okay, so I'm basing this purely off of what we have right now, not like prior prior stuff or anything like that. I'm going off of pure talent and maybe possibly new blood. My first overall would have to go Patrick Mahomes just because of all the intangibles. The next that I would go with, and I had to go back and forth with this, I think I would have to go with Le'Veon Bell as my second choice. Tyreek Hill is my third. Antonio Brown. And, uh, you know, actually, minus Antonio Brown. Let's take out Antonio Brown. I'm adding Khalil Mack, and then Miles Garrett is my number six. That's from your Browns fan, by the way. I'm sorry, but Miles Garrett, because he's on the Browns, he doesn't get that much. I'm just giving you flack. <laughs> no, uh, we'll go with uh, Ricky next. Okay, so um, my top five uh, from number one overall to fifth overall. Um, number one, it has to be Patrick Mahomes, since the quarterback is the most important position, and the you know the great season he had. Um, definitely, he has to go number one based off that. Number two, Aaron Donald. You know, he's just a freak of nature. We all know about that. Along with the next guy on the list that I have. But the fact that this guy, you know, just wreaks havoc on the interior and still racks up sacks is unreal. Next, I got Khalil Mack uh, at three. You know, the guy that's been to the Pro Bowl at two different positions, he's, he's just a freak of nature as well, and he's changed the whole identity of a whole team, <laughs> really. Uh, number four, I got Ezekiel Elliott. I know an interesting pick. It's just because of his, um, his, uh, his importance to his team and just – He's the best all-round back in the NFL. He's the best at pass protection. He's the best at, um, you know, yards after all of that stuff. You, you know, you got these other running backs that you say have better numbers, but he's the best all-round back, in my opinion. Uh, number five, Zach Martin, guard from the Cowboys. A lot of people underrate guards, especially offensive linemen in the NFL. I think that when you look at Zach Martin, He's the best guard in the NFL without a, without a shadow of a doubt. He's just been um, dominating ever since he was drafted, and I think that a lot of people fail to realize that importance. So that's my top five. All right, Josh. I'm going to roll into my top five, and we've been talking about it most of this show. We are going with quarterbacks because they have the most value. And I'm talking about building a franchise, and if you have the number one pick, that is your goal. And who better to build a franchise around than Tom Brady going number one? You can't argue with six rings and nine appearances. And we see guys who are his wide receivers and his running backs who do great when they're in, in, in um, New England, but as soon as they leave, who do they become? So I think that he elevates the, the play around him. He's elevating the practices around him because he's such a try-hard, but that's what you want. So you're going Tom Brady, number one. Number two, arguably the most physically gifted quarterback in the NFL with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you you really want to get a guy like that because, once again, he's raised the style of play and the ability of the play from all of his playmakers around him. Whoever comes through the Packers, they always do well there with Aaron Rodgers. Number two. And then number three, we're going with the guy who was a top-five pick who a team ended up to get, and that's Julio Jones. From day one, when he's come onto that team, he's made an impact for the Atlanta Falcons. It's really hard to pick wide receivers in the draft that will end up being great. That's why you see so many later-round guys like Antonio Brown, Jerry Rice, who end up being great because it's not always about 
the measurements. Sometimes it's about more than that, but Julio Jones has it all. Number four, I'm going with another wide receiver, Antonio Brown. He was a steal in the later rounds, and what he's done in Pittsburgh and what he's done to become the number one wide receiver in the NFL, you can't really compare to that. So Antonio Brown would be my number four. And number five, I have to go with the defensive guy who you can line up anywhere on the defense, and that's Khalil Mack, the only player to go to a Pro Bowl at two different positions in the same year, outside linebacker, defensive end, left side, right side. You can play him anywhere. So that rounds out my top five with Khalil Mack. All right, and mine would be uh, number one, Khalil Mack. Of course, he wreaks havoc. havoc, uh, Whatever defense he goes to, he basically made – he made the Bears' defense. He, he made them what they were, and he had a, a huge smash game when he entered uh, the first game against the Packers despite the loss. Uh, the next one, Aaron Donald, of course, wasn't he the defensive player of the year this year? One of the highest-paid defensive linemen, if not the highest-paid defensive linemen. Uh, Pat Mahomes, he's my number three. Of course, the intangibles of uh, went off this year when it came to throwing touchdowns was almost unstoppable until he got to the playoffs and until the end of the season when you know uh kareem hunt uh was kicked off right that situation that happened right and then uh ricky ricky stole uh zach martin from me so i'm gonna go with joey bosa the guy's an absolute freak uh and then i also was going to pick ezekiel elliott but instead, I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. Uh, Ricky said that he was the best all-round back. I'm going to disagree because uh, Alvin Kamara, he can be a punt-slash-kick returner, too. So that's that's one of the things that he really has going for him. Not to say that one's better than the other because they're two different running backs, but you, you can't argue with Alvin Kamara, the, the amount of value he had coming out of the second round and how good he's been over the past two seasons, his first two seasons in the NFL. Okay. Uh, well, definitely those top five are very interesting because I actually made my own top five list. At number one, I have from from, uh, Cal, Bar- from Cal Berkeley, I have Aaron Rodgers at number one. When I look at what he has done in Green Bay and I look at what he had to do the last few seasons, I get that Patrick Mahomes is the wide known you know he's the guy that everyone is ooh and ah about right now but when I look at Aaron Rodgers to me I think there's nobody better as a passer than Aaron Rodgers when I look at his overall intangibles number two I have Ezekiel Elliott running back from Ohio State University when I look at Ezekiel Elliott his career when he has been healthy and he has not been suspended I mean, he has one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, don't get me wrong, but his talent-wise for the Dallas Cowboys, he has been one of the best running backs, if not the best, since he has joined the league. At number three, I am actually going to go with uh, Miles Garrett, a defensive end from Texas A&M. When I look at what Miles Garrett has done in his brief career with the Cleveland Browns, he has been nearly unstoppable. He can get to the quarterback very quickly. He can knock down passes. He can do it all for the Cleveland Browns. And honestly, I expect him to get even better moving forward. Number four, I have Khalil Mack from my Chicago Bears. I'm so happy to say that. So when I look at Khalil Mack... I do you lo- play for them? 
Do I play for the Chicago Bears? Yes, I do. I play them on Madden. There you go. Okay. Now, when and I look, that's the only place they'll ever win a Super Bowl. Yeah, oh. just like your Denver Broncos will get out of the top ten anytime soon. Yeah. Oh. Now, when I look at Khalil Mack at number four, I mean, you brought up the fact that he has had two Pro Bowl selections at two different positions. When I look at what Khalil Mack has been able to do in Oakland and now in Chicago, he has been nearly unstoppable for them. And at number five, I got to go with the wide receiver from University of Alabama. That's Julio Jones. I mean, Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, I know speed-wise, Tyreek Hill would beat him. But when I look at his when I look at his hands, when I look at his route running, I think Julio Jones would be number five there. And one final question before I let you guys go, because uh, thank you for being on the show. The, You're welcome. The BTFL. Can you explain to people what that is? Uh, the BTFL is kind of like a simulation league where uh, a guy who is on a Tecmo Super Bowl forum site, he, he hacked the ROM of Tecmo Super Bowl to give the game all 32 of for all 32 franchises their best teams in franchise history. So you have the 1972 Miami Dolphins, you have the 1976 Oakland Raiders, the 1989 uh, San Francisco 49ers, uh, being examples of all the best teams of these franchises. And we're trying to figure out who is the granddaddy of all of the all of the franchises in, in the, to see who's the best. That's why that's why I named it the BTFL, and um, it, I really got my inspiration. There's a guy named Jordan uh, Slocum, um, and then a guy I know, Charger Dude '95, who came up with uh, the Dream Season Football League, where he, he's done the same thing with Madden over the last four years. And you know, it's just simulating, it's editing, and you know, we our plan is to see who is the granddaddy of all the franchises in uh, NFL history. The granddaddy of all teams. Well, it's definitely not going to be the Denver Broncos, that's for sure. Or the Chicago Bears. Uh, that Chicago Bears team back in the 80s was deadly. Come on. <laughs> all right, both well. Te- both teams are 2-2 two and two at this point. So. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. Well, the Broncos are going to pull ahead. I'll just tell you that now. All right. All right. Coming from the guy who's wearing a GameStop hat. Yeah, but uh, Pennywise is the best serial uh, <laughs> horror movie. So, uh, but um, but if you guys uh, want to, if anyone wants to view uh, the BTFL, and is it okay if I uh, promote our uh, Facebook page as oh, well? Go By right all ahead, means. Go right ahead. Uh, oh, okay. Um, so if anyone uh, would like to, you know, of course, follow us. Um, our Facebook page is Two Birds and a Third Football Podcast. Uh, our Twitter page is called Two Birds and Third. Um, obviously, the uh, BTFL is uploaded onto PR52, and our uh, weekly and during the off season, uh, we do we probably do it two or three times a month. Uh, our podcast, Two Birds and a Third Football Podcast, which is also a sports podcast, uh, is oftentimes streamed on Ricky's page, Space Cowboy Seventeen. Okay, and that's, uh, that's it. Well, I, well, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, everybody on Facebook, definitely go check that out, and we'll have you on another time. Thank you very much, Ian. All right. 
Alright, ladies and gentlemen, this was Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400. I want to give a thanks to my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer, Thank for you. coming on the show. And Always a pleasure to be on. Now, let's give one final hockey update to all the fans listening. Uh, at the end of the first, it is 1-0 Vegas. Yes! Now, uh, go follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Vegas Sports Hub. Go to www.vegasportshub.com. I'm Ian or Kelly, and we will be back next time. It's Brian Blessing, weekdays, noon to 2, on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com.